Welcome to the Echo Cast. This is episode eight, and I'm going to be calling this one the Silent Treatment as a friendly jab for a second straight week of no stay of the game. Really shouldn't be upset about it. They told us a long time ago they were either going to not do them at all or do community ones. And I think uh, we're just in a point here before E3 where we're ramping up, but that also means that they need a little time to do some stuff. Uh, and there's really not a whole lot to talk about, to be totally honest. So it is all good. I'm Bond Diesel. If you've been here before, you know who I am. If you're new to the podcast, I'm mostly a division player. I dabble in other things, but this is uh division's definitely my main my main thing and I'm happy for that to be uh to be what it is. So typically change up the format a little bit. We'll be starting off with the state of the game recap this week kind of uneventful we know that the next one will be episode 100 i've seen some speculation from people they think that they're going to do episode 100 e3 i don't expect there to actually be a stay of the game at e3 and i highly suspect episode 100 will um, be before then um, i wouldn't be surprised if we don't get it until the week before e3 i could see that being a thing um, but who knows as of the recording of this, um, that's only a few weeks away, uh, about four weeks. And I would say the latest we'd get episode 100 would be the 31st, hopefully before then. The, the big thing I've realized is I think they have to be, um, be careful with what they can say, um, because I believe that when they do the episode, it'll probably be a throwback. They'll show a bunch of clips from the old ones, kind of show where we've come from and how we got here, um, both community-wise and state-of-the-game-wise. And um, the only news I think they can really bring us anytime soon is about 1.8.2, the legendaries and shields, uh, and the new global event. But I don't believe the global event is tied to the next patch. So um, I'm under the impression the new global event is going to be this month, if not early next month. But I believe, and I could be wrong, but I thought I got confirmation from someone that they will not be running the next global event during E3. Um, and I think it was supposed to come before, but we'll have to find out. Um, the big thing with shields that someone made a good point of in my stream um, was that with the tie-in with Division 2 they probably don't want to put out shields and not be allowed to tell us what we're even going to get from the from the game um, from Division 2. But they can't talk about what we'll get from Division 2 until after the announcement at E3. So they're in kind of a rock and a hard place, I suspect. They could just put out shields, tell us how and what we'll do with them, and not tell us what we're going to get, but... If anyone knows this community well enough, they know that that would probably not go over well. So we'll have to see how it's handled. But no state of the game, nothing to really talk about, even though I've managed to for a couple minutes. And uh, I don't know, we'll go from there. Uh, with division news, within the official news, 
the only big thing um, I really noticed was, um, or I didn't really notice it, it that's coming, is the global event onslaught. Um, like I said, I'm going to guess it's coming probably the last week of May, um, maybe the first week of June to get people all hyped up um, for E3, but we'll have to see. Um, like I've said before, I'm a little hesitant about the modifier, but people who played it in the PTS, which I didn't, um, claim that it was awesome. It was a lot of fun. So I can't wait. Looks fun. I'll be interested, interested to see how it works out. Um, Rogue 29 is progressing. It seems like a lot of people are getting into it. Um, I have seen some, you know, quibbles about it that, eh, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of a fad. People will get over it. Um, people have been doing it for a while. There were multiple levels that people had found a home in to get this kind of experience. Um, the problem is that I think like level 14 was a big one, but people were able to cheese like legacy gear, um, that not everyone can get because it's been patched out, but it was never removed from inventories. So there's people that like at level 14 that have, I think, I believe gold gear, high end gear. And they'll just poop on you. You know, they'll just destroy you if if you meet them in the dark zone. So that kind of ruins the fun. So 29 seems to be the, the best spot for most people. Um, and there's, you know, some pretty big names. I saw Wids talking about doing it. Um, I, I, I've, I know that, you know, some of the big streamers like Sir Grumps a lot and stuff like that have been checking it out as well. Um, it's cool. I think it's a neat initiative. Um, of course, there have been people who have found a way to use it to... Uh, disparage the game saying that you know this is proof that uh, the level 30 world tier 5 you know needs to be balanced because people are uh, doing this um, I mean to a point I, I get that idea um, I also uh, you know along with those comments you're typically seeing people calling the game broken and trash and stuff like that so I don't think that's true. Um, I, I think that the solutions for a lot of the issues that people have with the current in-game meta when it comes especially to PvP could be fixed um, pretty simply. Um, for better or worse, um, for better, that the game definitely isn't broken. I would argue that it's in its best state it's ever been in from a technical standpoint. Um, with the fixes needing to be relatively simple and just needing, um, you know, to, to make Predmark a little less OP, make Nomad a little less annoying. Um, I am actually one that doesn't really think Striker needs too big of a buff or, or a nerf, uh, but maybe, you know, knock down its healing ability a little bit. Um, the, the general idea, um, of, of, Predmark and Striker is kind of annoying that you have these DPS heavy sets, which in theory, for balance reasons, you would think need to be, you know, paper dolls um, or glass cannons. Um, but they also, you know, require you to stack insanely into stamina um, to, to get their results. I, that's, a, that's a criticism I agree with and I think is kind of weird, but that's a design decision that they've gone with. And, um, I think we can hope that, or we can want them to do things like get rid of that, but we also maybe need to work within the realm of reality and say that, you know, they made these decisions purposefully. How can we make that a better situation? Um, and I think, you know, some relatively small things, uh, like the Predmark, making it 10 consecutive shots instead of just 10. 
um, you know, given some downsides to some of this stuff. Nomad, in my non-game designer, game developer outlook, really should be the easiest one because it can just be some number adjustments. It can just be a lower probability of proccing the six piece. And then it's a much less annoying build um, and maybe even affected by group size. Um, now, people would find their way around that if they really wanted to, but you know, we'll, we'll deal with that when we have to deal with it. So we'll see. I, I, I really think that the Rogue 29 thing is a cool initiative. Um, I don't think it's as nasty of a commentary on the rest of the game as some people are making it out to be, but um, I think those people would probably be finding a way to say those things no matter what. So that's their prerogative. Good for them. And uh, we'll just keep doing our thing. So, uh, in another spin-up of the order of things here, I'm going to jump right into the Division 2 speculation piece. I'm coming to find that that's probably the whole, the most important part of the show, or the most popular. So I want to start bringing it uh, much earlier, so that you can, you know, if you don't want to hear the rest, that's perfectly fine. So the order of things from here on out, unless we change it, will be State of the Game Recap, Division News, Speculation Piece, content update so for the stuff i'm doing general gaming news because i do like to throw out some of the stuff i'm personally interested in other than the the division and then my wrap up so speculation this episode i'm actually going to go into um some of the various release dates i think we could be dealing with and how i think that can impact the the game and the community positively or negatively so the four time frames I'm going to be talking about are uh, a, a December or winter 2018 release, a March or spring-ish 2019 release, fall winter of 2019, or beyond. So we'll jump right into it. So the first one I'll talk about is December 18, you know, this, this winter, uh, you know, six months from now, seven months from now, uh, and what that would mean. So I'll try to, to break it down into like pros and cons and then discuss a little bit. So the pros of that release date is um, gratification. That it would be fun to play new content in this game in less than a year. Much less than a year. Almost only half a year. Um, the game's improved a lot. Division 1 has new stuff has been added, new ways to do stuff, maybe the better way to put it. Um, but, like when it comes to story missions and things like that, you know, it's been over two and a half years, or it's been almost two and a half years since we've played a new story mission. If you don't count the incursions, which I loosely do. So that'd be awesome. We're likely looking at new game mechanics, maybe even complete teardowns and reconstructions of core game mechanics, which would make it feel like a new experience. I've been saying for a while, I've been predicting for quite a while that the Division 2 will be a true reboot of the series and that most of the core systems of the game are going to be stripped and redone from scratch. Maybe not. Maybe they're going to copy and paste and improve, but I, I'm not expecting that. If they do that, okay, cool. 
as long as the improvements are awesome. But if they strip it down and go from scratch almost, but keep the essence of the of the original, I'm cool with that too. So, you know, those are all good things. We we want to see that in a December 18 release. Uh, the downsides, I think, are fairly obvious. You know, we know that they've been working on the sequel since right after launch, or maybe and even a little bit before. The wording was kind of hazy, but so you're talking about two and a half, three year development cycle there on an existing product and a existing but improved engine. Um, the thing I try to remind people of is that even if uh, they release the Division 2 uh, and the majority of the updates to the engine are from 2016 or 17, that's not a bad thing. Um, I would say a majority of the tech we're working with with Division 1 is from 2013, 14 you know, maybe 15, but maybe not. Um, you know, you can't just throw in whole new engine updates and game mechanics in the last six months of development. Maybe you can, I'm not a game designer, but my better judgment tells me you probably can't, or it's a little more complicated than that. Um, so I, I think, I think a release date this winter is, is more likely. And I think it's actually more likely than all of the other choices in my personal opinion. Of course, I'm a, I'm a hair hesitant about that, you know? Um, you know, I also want that instant gratification. So, in the, and I've, I've heard a lot of people say, like, well, March of 19 makes more sense because that's when they released the original. Well, keep in mind, the original release date was winter of 15, and they pushed it back. So, in theory, if they were developing the sequel back then, they've, they very well may have been shooting for the anniversary of the original release date and that may still be their goal which would be the winter of this year so choice one some pros and cons we'll see the one that i was the most betting on was march of next year 2019 a true three-year anniversary of when it actually released not when it was supposed to and um i i feel like that is kind of like a middle ground where, you know, I feel like at the end of the day is three or four more months really that much more when it comes to game development and stuff like that. Again, I have no idea. I would guess that it kind of is and isn't, you know, um, to me, an extra three or four months probably just means some more polish and some more, you know, bug fixing and stuff like that. Um, but I can't imagine that you're talking about like entire giant game system changes in that short of a time. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. But I feel like the pros of that would probably be a little more polish, a little more time, um, a little more hype almost. Um, the thing with the release date in 2018 is that, you know, the content is getting a little stale. I don't know what shields are going to bring. I don't know what the new legendaries are going to be. And I'm sure they'll help. But we're not talking about giving us another three years of content, right? Like that's that's not in the cards. Um, I don't think it's there. And that's fine. So a winter of eighteen or a early two thousand nineteen release um definitely satisfies that whole idea of, you know, there's not a whole lot left to do for a lot of people, for um especially the vets, who tend to be the more vocal people. So those those dates satisfy that need for new content and new stuff to do and even a relatively new game right um you move on to further outdates so say fall winter 2019 over a year from now which is possible 
I, I think we're all getting hyped up and ready for a quick release after announcement, which I still do believe. But there's a good chance they may come out and say this game won't be out for over a year. That's where I start to worry a little bit about the long term. If, if that's the case, um, you know, the, the current roadmap we have ends in September, I believe, with them rerunning all of the global events um, and introducing the shields per month. But we didn't get anything past September, which when it was released felt fine because it was a fair ways off. But even today, as we stand in May, that's only a few months away. So at the end of September, is there a release date that comes in the next roadmap for Division 2? If not, if it's not going to be winter of 18 or early 2019, the next roadmap has to include at least one 1.8-ish patch. 1.9. People, including myself heavily, speculated for a long time that we were going to get a 1.8 even. And now, maybe a 1.9 that has some kind of thing in Central Park that maybe even opens up the east side of the map, um, basically the opposite of West Side Piers, um, that in theory could be reachable, um, that has something new. If, if the release date is past March of 19, there's got to be something given to the players to maintain and continue interest. I think the game's in a stage right now where it's okay if people put down the game and don't really come back until the sequel. Um, I would say a lot of those people should at least come back for the shields and the next two legendaries. I find the most recent two legendaries, Grand Central and Amherst, to be a lot of fun. I think they're a blast, especially because they're all they're complete gold um, enemies. They aren't a mix, which really technically makes it easier if you have a really high um, elite damage build and stuff like that or damage to elites so the idea of not releasing the sequel until later than March of 19 is fine but that has to have an asterisk beside it there has to be more given because while and I don't think that's going to happen. I, I just don't, I don't think that's how far it's going to go because we've seen no indication right now, even with these last two global events and the rewards for those events, you know, it, it's, it's, it'd be inappropriate to call them half baked or to call them anything like that, but you can kind of tell they don't have the same, you know, we're not getting clothing sets. We didn't get clothing sets of blackout. We didn't get, um, any significantly you know, unique rewards for those, which kind of made it, you know, they were even reskinned masks. So it kind of made it feel like they were kind of a budget, you know, thing that was worked on. And I'm not, and from what we can see from the rewards for Onslaught, I, I believe all three of those masks are actually new. The third one might not be, but I, I can't really tell what mask it looks like, but I believe the first two masks, they're the same mask with two different skins on them. But from when, from looking back at the old, face mask that actually looks like a brand new one so i don't know it's interesting it's just if they don't release this game the the division two until the end of 19 they they need to have something else there's got to be something else and there probably will be um the final possible release would be beyond 2019 you're talking 2020 um or beyond um 
I, I find that highly unlikely, but it is possible. Um, if that's the case, it would almost feel like there's an error there of we maybe know people are going to stop playing and maybe that's almost a good thing to maybe let people, you know, it's human nature to in the long term forget bad things and remember good things about events and people and stuff like that. Um, if you, if you think most people, if you think back to an event five, six or more years ago, unless it was a traumatic event, like a bad car wreck or a death of someone you loved or something like that. If you think back to any random event, you'll probably only remember the good things about it because that's, we our, our brains are very selective about how we remember stuff. So maybe that, that'd be the tactic putting it out for a couple of years. Um, and then kind of bringing it back hard and trying to bring that hype back that was there at the beginning of the game. With all of these release dates, you have to consider multiple other things. Other Ubisoft titles that are coming out. A lot of people think there's a chance that Splinter Cell is going to be announced at this E3. I still think at the end of the E3 Ubisoft conference, the whole room is going to go dark. His iconic night vision goggles and the sound will pop up with like a date or a general release window above them but who knows maybe not i could be wrong but you have to consider like if they release next march and try to compete heads up with anthem even with all the issues that ea is having right now don't think for a second that the month or two leading up to anthem isn't going to be full of hype probably including myself even if they can spin you know they, they can they can put lipstick on a pig you know they can spin it to get people excited about it, no matter what people are going to forget about the Battlefront 2 and all that crap if they have paid a marketing team enough. That's, a, that's good at their job. That doesn't mean that it's, it's going to really fulfill what, what people may want from it, but I, I still think that Anthem is going to be quite the contender to have to face up against straight up. But maybe not. I don't know. But even if they release in 2018, they're going to be facing off against games like Red Dead Redemption, which I don't think is exactly in a direct competitor because of very different game styles. But it's still, you know, people are time poor, especially people who are a little bit older like I am, not old, but who aren't in high school or college and can't just sit and play games all day. You know, I'm time poor, especially doing all the content creation. Right now, I've been trying to finish Assassin's Creed Origins for a few months. I really like the game. It's just I have to appropriate my time you know and 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 it always doesn't win out and then beyond that you know the thing about that argument though you'll find i tend to argue with myself is that there's always going to be a game that you're competing against whether it's a call of duty or a battlefield or a rockstar game or an ea big franchise game or a new franchise like anthem um and, and i don't think people can forget the significance of the division when it released like i said about the memories thing people have some pretty traumatic memories about the division i've got personal friends um, who a guy i work with who hasn't touched the game since like 1.1 or 1.2 because it just didn't satisfy what he wanted and he never came back obviously a lot of people have come back and have bought the game brand new in the last few months and i think that they can really ride that momentum 
but they really have to convince the people like my buddy who haven't been back in many, many months over maybe even almost two years um, to jump back in. But we can't forget the weight that the, the division does throw around. Um, it got a lot of good press recently with the updates and stuff like that. You know, some people question how genuine that good press was, but um, I think if you're not someone who's played this game two, three, four thousand hours, who only played a couple thousand hours, or only came into the game recently, or came into the game early, left, and then came back with 1.8, I, I think it's hard. I think it's easy to not realize how good this game must look to those people. And so I think it deserves the praise it got. But I'm an Ubisoft shill, so maybe I don't know who I'm talking about. So that's kind of my speculation piece for this one. Um, I still, I think it's either coming out this winter or we get some kind of content update after September and the, the Division 2 comes out in the spring. I think those are the only two possibilities. And I'm so conflicted about them that I honestly can't tell you which one I'd prefer. Because I'm not sure. I just want the game to be awesome. I want it to be what we wanted the original to be. And I want it to be the best version of what the original became. Because I think that what we got is a really good game with some flaws. And I see a lot of people still reaching for that game that everyone wanted or thought they wanted back in the 2013 trailer. But more and more when I think about that and I, and I watch those old trailers and stuff, I, I think if they gave us that exact game today, you'd see a lot of people kind of looking around thinking, oh, maybe I didn't really want this. Maybe I actually do like what they gave us a little more. Maybe it'll fall somewhere in the middle. I don't know. Okay, so content update with me. If you haven't seen the agent figurine giveaway has begun uh it's really cool um i bought two i got one for myself and i ordered an extra that came in pristine condition they both came from germany and yeah they're really impressive so um check that out you can see it on my twitter i'll post a link to it uh on the youtube um, video and um, I'm blasting that thing everywhere. So we have almost, I think, around 100 people entered at this point. Um, I have 16 or 17 ways to enter, including listening to this podcast on SoundCloud. I, I will also put it on YouTube so that you can listen to it on there and get credit for it. And um, yeah, definitely check that out. It's really, really cool. It ends on June 9th. I'm going to end it right before I leave for E3. Um, and try to mail it out before I leave, but possibly right after I get back. So we'll see. Um, but definitely check that out. Um, I'm currently working on a gun video. I believe I have 13 guns I've identified that I would like to see in the Division 2. Um, I tried to mostly focus on current or upcoming weapons and various militaries and stuff like that. Um, I may add one or two more guns that are coming to the civilian market in the United States that are kind of unique, um, that aren't just military rifles and semi-automatic but maybe have some weird quirks or something like that. Um, so be on the lookout for that. I would expect that to be coming in the next seven days. Uh, I'm going to try to work on it today, and I may even finish it today. I don't know. And then the last thing um, is E3. Just another update on that. I mean, we're, I think we're under a month at this point. I'm crazy excited. Can't wait to do it. 
Um, it's going to be a real freaking blast, man. I'm, I'm just getting more and more excited the closer it gets. So I can't wait to meet the people I'm going to meet. I can't wait to see the things I'm going to see. Um, I can't wait to kind of get out of Kentucky for a few months or for a few months, for a few days and uh, see a place I've never been before. And uh, yeah, so it's going to be exciting. Uh, with gaming news, so um, a game I'm really excited about and you're going to see me streaming and posting some content on is State of Decay 2. It comes out on the 22nd. I'm considering pre-ordering it so I can play it on the 17th, I believe, is when they're going to let people who do the, the higher level pre-order play. And um, yeah, that game, it looks fun. I'm seeing some talk from people who have gotten to play it early access that they're kind of saying, if you like the first one, you'll love this one because it's just a better version of the first one. Um, but that anyone who's expecting it to be like a revolutionary difference compared to the first one may be a little disappointed. So that's fine. I love the first one. I just kind of didn't like how buggy it was and that it kind of got a little stale. But it sounds like um, both of those issues have been alleviated quite a bit, um, especially the staleness. It looks like there's a lot more to do, um, a lot more depth to it this time. So I'm excited for that game for sure. Uh, as I mentioned during the speculation piece, uh, EA did confirm that they are targeting a March of 2019 release date for Anthem. Um, I've still got faith in the game, but I'm very hesitant. Um, I remember when they when Bungie and Activision first announced Destiny, and those very very first you know trailers and stuff. And the funny thing was is that I thought Destiny was going to be kind of what Anthem looks like it's going to be. Uh, I thought it was going to be a very, very, very different game um, than what we ended, than what ended up coming out, which ended up being something I wasn't very interested in. So we'll see. I I, I suspect I'll get at least to see some Anthem stuff on the EA on the E three floor in the EA area. Uh, if I could get my hands on a controller or on a computer to to play with it a little bit, that'd be super cool. Um, but we'll have to see. But I really want to see someone actually controlling a, a player and see how it works out. That What we saw last year was, I think, um, very kindly worded as a vertical slice um, and may not have really represented what, what it's going to be. So we'll have to see. Uh, and then the last one, uh, Days Gone, put out an hour preview um, with the devs. Um, it looks interesting. The funny thing was, is from watching it play out, it just seems like a more open, like like an open world Last of Us, uh, with a cheesier story. I the whole hour I watched, there was a decent amount of story elements. It's supposed to be the first hour of the game that most people will play. The way it plays out, um, and it, I, I don't know, it seems pretty cheesy to me. Um, but that doesn't necessarily mean it's bad. Um, it just it's, it kind of almost feels like it's trying to strike this really serious tone by being this very gruesome and bloody and, and raunchy game while kind of having these like overly masculine figures trying to be overly masculine all the time. I, it kind of, it's like kind of my beef with Gears of War. I, I can never take that game very seriously because it was just like shoving in your face how masculine everything was thus making it feel kind of not that <laughs> so it just felt weird it, it just had a weird feel to it and i think days gone kind of does too um but graphically gameplay wise it looks like um it does look like you genuinely have a ton of ways to tackle most situations um 
the zombies um, that were kids when they turned um, are a whole different like class of enemy, and they are creepy as hell. So that part of that preview was really interesting. If you haven't seen it yet, um, it, it it looks interesting. I mean, I don't have a PlayStation Four, so it's yet another game I'll enjoy watching someone else on Twitch play, and I'm happy to do that. Uh, saves me a few bucks as well. Um, but Days Gone should be. I'm I'm curious to how it plays out in the long run. So we'll we'll see soon enough. So that's about what I have for the podcast today. Um, I did want to take a minute to just thank. Um, a lot of people, uh, I don't, I think I'd have to make a whole separate video, um, to thank everyone who's helped and been, uh, really kind and gracious to me over the time. Even people I may not even really interact with anymore. Um, about a year ago is when I believe I made my Twitter account having railed on Twitter for many years, thinking it was stupid. Um, it's also when I believe I kind of started watching Twitch, which was another thing I thought was really stupid and wanted nothing to do with. Um, and you know, a year later things have changed a bit. Um, you know, I, I initially jumped in watching people like the Neil experience, uh, the official division stream. Um, I jumped in, I was watching people like Marco and Matt goes buck. Uh, Matt was someone who, you know, was sharing my screenshots and, and build pictures back in the day um, and let me play with them on stream and stuff like that, um, as well as a lot of other people, um, you know, being taken in by people um, like Matt Shacha and the whole CM team, um, past and present, uh, Amper and Petter and Yannick and Hamish have always been very kind to me and very supportive of what I've done. It's uh, it's really appreciated. Um, I think everybody, you know, that has made me turn this from a brief uh, curiosity into something I consider a part-time job and a really fun hobby. And uh, I don't know where it's going to go. Maybe I won't be doing it in a year. Maybe I'll be doing it five years from now. Um, I am leaving things open and I'm treating it seriously. Um, and it's because of all the love and support and the, um, and the graciousness of everyone involved. Um, and there's people who I don't really talk to anymore who help me a ton. Um, and, and I really hope that they know that even if, you know, whether it's for good or bad reasons that we aren't on speaking terms, I still appreciate what they've done. At the end of the day, we're all in the same boat, just playing games that we enjoy. And that's what really matters. So I appreciate you all. Thank you very, very much. I hope I show my that appreciation and if i don't um, i'll try to do better so episode eight the silent treatment echo cast this was bond diesel until the next time have a good one